Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the JD Afternoon Show. It's your boy James. And it's D Savin' a Cut. Listen, 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 listen. We are back with another episode. And we told you before, we're here to talk about college football. It is coming. It's almost here. We're only a few months away. We're going to dive in to week zero of the college football season. I know I say week zero, like there's not a week one, but this is technically the unofficial first week of the college football season. And boy, I'm going to let my boy D-Sav lead the way. All right, so first game of the season, man, we got Navy and Notre Dame. Notre Dame is favored by 20 points. If you want to be quite honest, my whole life I've never thought Navy been good. That's not to say that they aren't, but just to me, I see Notre Dame taking them. Second game of the season, we got UTEP and Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State is favored by half. Mm, give me Jacksonville State just because they're favored by one and a half because why not? We got okay. UMass and New Mexico State. Third game of the season. Give me New Mexico State just because it's New Mexico State. Okay. Why not? Why not? What you got for the fourth game, James? Oh, oh are, are, are you talking Ohio and San Diego State? The Bobcats? I, I honestly, that game might be a, that might be one of our nail biter games. I think that game will be a close one. And I'm going to have to edge it to San Diego State on that one. No, that's fair. Uh, and then we got Hawaii Vandy right after that. I'm going to have to give it to Vandy on that one. Vandy's an SEC team. They play tough. Uh, I'm going to give it to Vandy. USC, San Diego, I'm sorry, San Jose State. I'm, I'm going to have to go to USC on a blowout on that one. Uh, I'm not saying that San Jose State can't compete, but USC, I think, will be on a different level for that game. That's bulks. Uh, and the final game of the night will be FIU, which is Florida International University for nobody that knows who they are and you got louisiana tech now louisiana tech last year was a very good uh football team so was fiu so again i think this is gonna be another one of those nail biter games i think we're gonna come down to maybe the final one or two possessions uh i'm gonna have to give it to fiu on this one and i i again i think it's gonna be one of those games where it's gonna be that back and forth um you know, maybe that what we'll call a shenanigan game. Uh, maybe a couple, a couple unfortunate things will happen in either team's favor. We're gonna kick it off to week one of the uh, official college football season. And remember, this is this is the year where everything is. Where there's a lot of change happening in college football. Uh, next year, though, is the year that starts the brand new college football. Um, playoff rankings and well, I'm sorry, playoff schedule on how it works. And instead of you know being a few teams, it's gonna be 12 teams. So I look forward to that. But we got August 31st, which is a Thursday. We got a good slate of games that day. Um, I think the game that stands out to me the most is gonna be the 8 p.m. on ESPN Utah versus Florida, and it's gonna be at Utah. Um, this game is gonna be, I think, explosive. I think it's going to be crazy. I think it is going to be back and forth for a majority of the game. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to lean towards Utah on maybe a six-point victory over Florida early in the season. I think Utah will uh, take that momentum on the rest of the year. But give me Utah in a early season, you know, fired-up matchup. One other matchup to watch. D-Sav, what are we looking at? Um, For that week, I mean... I would say, yeah, that is the big game of that week. Utah and Florida, I think Utah has been pretty good the past few years. And their quarterback, even though he gets smacked around sometimes, you know, um, he's pretty, he's, he's good to me. So I would give Utah the edge on that. But, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, 
jump to Friday, September 1st. Um, you know, we got the Chick-fil-A kickoff game, Louisville and Georgia Tech. I mm-hmm. feel like that might be very close. Give me Louisville. I see them rebuilding after Lamar Jackson, so I feel like they, they could definitely take the dub that day. Then we're going to jump to Saturday, September 2nd. I feel like this is the this is the real day that the games really kick off because this is Saturday. You think you think college football, you think Saturday, 12 o'clock, in my TV until nighttime. Well, at least I do. But, you know, we got Ohio State kicking off the season against Indiana. We are 30-point favorites. I expect us to wax them into eternity. With our new offense and defense, oh, we should walk. We should wax them into the sun. James, what do you think? Oh, Ohio Ohio State this year is going to be the hardest team to defeat this year. Ohio State is not going to lose a game. And that prediction is today, June 15th at 7.17 p.m. uh, Official. We're here. Listen, Jim Knowles is in his second year as the defensive coordinator at Ohio State. You have Sony Styles, who's going to be the leader, one of the leaders, but the main leader on that defense and uh, leading that secondary into a, I want to say, promised land. Sony Styles is going to be a mixture of Troy Powell, Malu, Brian Dawkins type safety. And we haven't seen a safety like that in college football in a minute, at least somebody to that nature. Look for Ohio State to have a revamped defense and a super smooth offense. Kyle McCord will be the leader. He will step up. And I'm telling you this right now, and this is my prediction. Marvin Harrison Jr. will be your Heisman Trophy winner this year. And don't be shocked when it happens. No, I agree. Like Marvin Harrison, I feel like he showed us the past, what, year two that he's one of the top guys in the college football. Like, come on. Like, it's it's obvious. James, I have a hot take. Colorado and TCU. Saturday. TCU are 20-point favorites. Mm-hmm. Who do you think takes the win that day, being Deion Sanders' debut as a coach? There's going to be a lot of hype around this game. Um, Colorado, TCU, Joel Clapp, Gus Johnson, Fox Network. Um, you're, I'm going to have to give it to TCU. Uh, no discredit to Colorado and what Deion's building out there, uh, and this also being his first year, first game. However, I think TCU I think wins definitively. Uh, not saying that Colorado doesn't have a shot. However, I I, I I lean towards TCU on this one. No, that's fair. I'm I'm in, excited to see like what Colorado does. I'm not saying that they're going to have a terrible season, but it's just going to be it's new to me. Yeah. Deion Sanders hasn't been a college football coach, and it's going to be very interesting to see like what he does with that Colorado football team. I I agree with that completely. I think the second game on my watch that day would definitely be. Let's see. There, I mean, there's so many slates of games here. Uh, there's, there's a lot of good games. You got the Dukes Mayo Classic, North Carolina, South Carolina. Spencer Ooh. Rattler, Ooh. North Carolina. Rivalries. Ooh. Ooh, North Carolina is favored one and a half points. I think everybody should tune into that game. Just because if a one and a half point spread, I think mm. I think it comes down to the final like couple minutes. Like... That should be good for sure. James. That that would be a, that's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be a crazy game. Um, and then you know another game I think that might be crazy or might be a little you know you you didn't think this game would be on a schedule type thing. West Virginia and Penn State. Mm. It's going to be very interesting to see how Penn State plays against West Virginia and also how West Virginia covers Penn State. Um, does West Virginia have enough to keep Penn State under wraps, or does Penn State have too much and will they blow out West Virginia? Whoa. I would take this into factor. It looks like that they are going to Happy Valley, if, if I'm mistaken. They're going to end a Happy Valley. Now, Happy Valley at nighttime. Mm, not the that, whiteout. That that crowd. Ooh. Boy, 
I don't know who West Virginia quarterback is. They're going to have to really do some noise, practice something, because that stadium get loud, and it's hard for any quarterback to go in there and get it up. I mean, I know a couple of high state quarterbacks to have, but hey, you know. But I think that that I think that Penn State definitely takes that W that day. I think it's I feel like it's very hard for West Virginia to come in and take a dub at nighttime. No, no way. It's 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 I it's gonna be one of those games where it's gonna be. I think it might be back and forth, maybe like the first quarter, but then I think teams get settled, they get put into place, and I think Penn State takes over. Um, let's start. Let's start breaking down the conferences. Um, let's start. Let's let's give the fans some predictions on what we think is going to happen. Um, as far as it goes, let's you know. Let's start with the, our fan favorite, the Big Ten. Where do you where do you see the Big Ten going? Big Ten, I think honestly, like being quite honest, just what I've been seeing the last couple of years comes down to Ohio State or Michigan, as bad as that sounds, but I think it's whoever like can win if it comes down to that last game, whoever wins that last game or whoever wins out. I think that you're going to the college football playoff. Now, Michigan, obviously, they went and they got smacked up. Mm-hmm. And I think they should deserve to be there. But that's just me personally. Me personally, I think Ohio State, we on a revenge tour. Like, nah, y'all stepped on us. Yeah, like, nah. We we come for that crown Big Ten. So I think that Ohio State, I think we we take the Big Ten over this year. I, 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 I can agree with that. And I will say that Ohio State will be the undefeated, undisputed champion this year, meaning... Nobody's going to touch them. I don't think opponents are going to score over 10 points. That includes the team up north, the Michigan Wolverines. Um, I, I don't think anybody honestly stands a chance against Ohio State this year for the simple fact of we didn't lose many players. We lost a couple. We didn't lose many. We rebuilt, we reload, and we're coming at you. So for me personally, Ohio State single-handedly will be the college football playoff champion this year i agree i agree now to break down conferences um i think the acc i think clemson will win the acc um just because it's that 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 division i'm not saying it's a super weak division however i am going to say it's not a division that it's super competitive every year um i mean you have to worry about north carolina you have to worry about florida state i mean you could see florida state i i honestly you could see florida state this year taking the acc i necessarily don't think they will um but i mean you can't count out Florida State or North Carolina for the ACC, but it's going to be between those three teams. It's going to be Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina. I might lean towards a little bit more Clemson, Florida State than North Carolina, but we'll see. Like I said, it's it's the ACC. I agree. Um, Dabo Sweeney is like one of my favorite coaches. I don't like to bet against him, but I would say like even losing DJ Ugalele, I'm not betting against Dabo Sweeney. Like, come on, he's got some championships under his belt now. Like, come on. The, the, the man knows how to win. The, that That is for sure. So I'm not betting against the man that's going to coach. Like, would you bet against Nick Saban in Alabama? <laughs> yes. I mean, I can I can understand that. <laughs> I can understand that. But, like, usually I'm not betting against Nick Saban. But, no, I, I mean, get, I get it. if Alabama come back to the season, revamped, and look like they finna dominate, mm. I gave it to them. But they got to show me. They got to show me. I agree. Uh, let's let's move to the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve is a conference where it, it can be honestly anybody's. Um, but this year, I think Texas takes the Big Twelve. Texas, to me, I think is going to be the scariest team coming out of the Big Twelve. I think they're going to come back out healthy, hungry, 
and just on a whole nother level. I think there are going to be a lot of savages this year out of Texas. Um, look, look for scary things. But also out of the Big 12, you got to worry about TCU, Kansas State. To play upset, um, and they loved it. They loved that, and, and we can't forget about what Kansas did last year. Kansas went six and seven. Nobody expected Kansas to win six games last year. Um, so look out for the Kansas Jayhawks to maybe play spoiler in one or two of those game Big Twelve games. You 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 never know. Uh, I mean, I've already given you my Big Ten prediction. Ohio State wins it. I think Ohio State wins it convincingly. But I think it's going to be followed by Penn State. And then I think uh, Purdue follows it. And then it's Michigan. Uh, I think Michigan has a very down year, regardless of the way they ended last year, regardless of what they have coming. I think Michigan's going to have a down year. But my boy D-Sav, give me your insight. And I want to know, what's the SEC going to do? SEC, man, you know, Georgia's been, like, just stumbling on everybody the past couple seasons, and it's true. Like, look at it. Like, Kirby Smart, am I correct? Kirby Smart? Mm-hmm. I got to give it to him. He produces some real-life dogs. <laughs> some dogs for real. Like, think about it. Like, they got, like, they've had, like, five or six players go first round. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's unheard of, but I honestly want to give it to Georgia again. I mean, you still got Tennessee... South Carolina, still got LSU, Alabama. I want to see how LSU does this year, mm-hmm. bouncing back, and let's see what they can. Can they come back to that normal LSU, you know, good defense, high-scoring offense? I am still looking to see what Alabama does, losing Bryce. But, you know, I don't really want to bet against them because I feel like Alabama always is like, all right, we're still going to punch you in the mouth. So, honestly, uh, I see Georgia. See Georgia taking the SEC. I, I, I think I can agree with Georgia taking the SEC. Um, it – it's going to be a closer race than you think this year for the SEC. I think Tennessee is going to nip on a lot of people's heels. Mm. Um, Tennessee, I think, is going to be that team that is going to surprise a lot of people in the SEC as far as how competitive they're going to be and how close it's going to be every time Tennessee steps on the football field. Um, but that, needless to say, I'm not counting out LSU, Alabama, or even you know Mississippi State is again one of those teams in the SEC that likes to play under you know the underdog, loves to loves to you know, be that silent team that's going to beat you out of nowhere. So look out for those teams. I do agree with you, though. I do think Georgia takes the SEC this year. Uh, I think Georgia wins the SEC, though, with um, two losses. I think Georgia's going to lose a couple games. Um, I think Tennessee, again, maybe might be a two- or three-loss team. Alabama, I definitely think, is going to be a three-loss team. I don't think Alabama is ready to quite reload where they're at. Um, I look for LSU and Alabama to be right there side-by-side side again in that division this year. And remember, um, also, sorry, college football fans, this is the last year for divisions as far as, like, East versus West as far with these conferences. Um, it's going to go into one whole conference next year if you were not aware or not stepping up and watching and paying attention to these updates that are happening around the college football world. Um, we're going to talk about a couple of the crazier divisions nobody else talks about. Um, DSAB, let's talk about the Mid-American Conference. All right, Mid-American. So last year, Ohio Bobcats, shout out to OU, oh yeah, man. They went 7-1 last year in the conference. Um, I believe that their quarterback, I forget his name, but I feel like he led the, like, the FBS in like, a certain stat. And I was like, oh, that's big. But I think, I mean... I think OU could really do it again. I don't really see anybody challenging them. 
Bowling Green really, to me, isn't really a football school. You know, we still got Akron Zips. I'm from Akron, but, you know, we we not really a good football team. I ain't gonna lie. But, you know, we got some dogs down there. Still hometown. Showing them some love. You got Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, and Toledo. Those teams aren't really that good. But, I mean, anything can happen this season. But if you ask me, oh, oh yeah, man. I think OU... I, I like the I like the OU prediction. I, I like I like to see OU come back out come back out on top again. I th- I think I, I think I can see that with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I I think the only competition you're gonna have in the Mid American Conference as far as like big and yapping at your heels, look out for Eastern Michigan. Mm. Eastern Michigan is a team that usually always has a couple of those underrated players or a couple of those players that nobody pays attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, so look out for them to, you know, maybe steal a game or steal a couple games or even maybe steal the conference. But I think I think Ohio Ohio Bobcats can they can pull it out. Yeah, I agree. I got friends that go to OU, got some people that go to Eastern Michigan then. Yeah, I, I I look for I look for good things coming out of there. And, you know, we can flip it real quick um, to the AAC instead of the ACC, the AAC, the American Athletic Conference. Um, now, there is changes to this conference, and I think they go into effect this year. I don't I don't, If it's not this year, it's definitely next year. Um, Tulane was the winner of this conference last year. You know, they went 12-2, and 7-1, and they came out of nowhere. Um, the amount of talent that they had on that roster, the amount of – just swag coming off that team was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I I never I didn't see it coming as far as Tulane goes. Um, not you know no discredit to that college or you know what they have going on there. Uh, I just I just didn't see it coming. It was a, it was a nice surprise. It was a refreshing surprise to see a team come out of nowhere and you know just take over. Um, look for the Cincinnati Bearcats though to bounce back. Look for that team. Uh, you talk about a revenge tour. You talk about a team that wants to win again um, after you know losing a few of their key players over the last couple of years to the draft and things like that. Uh, look for the Cincinnati Bearcats to be, you know, I think I want to say back on top um, as far as that division goes. Look for them to look for them to make big strides. Um, I, I it's Cincinnati. I think I definitely think is is that team. Um, <laughs> okay, we can talk about the conference that nobody else talks about. Conference USA. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, th- th- this was ran last year by UTSA. Um, they went eleven and three. They went eight and zero in the division. They did not lose in their division whatsoever. Um, they had a big differential in points. They put up three hundred and seven points. They only allowed one hundred and seventy eight, which is you know huge for a school like that to do. So, not saying that their conference isn't competitive. Their conference is very competitive. Uh, everybody had at least two wins or more in the conference. There was multiple teams with six wins, multiple teams with four wins. So their team, their conference is very very competitive as far as in conference play goes. Um, look for them to repeat. I give it to UTSA all day. Um, the only team I would say that's going to probably nip at their heels is going to be Florida Atlantic and Western Kentucky. Uh, again, the, this is the same thing. Like I said earlier with the other schools, is they have those key players where they where they're silent at first, and then all of a sudden they pop out and pop off, and it, it's it's names that we we never hear of, and then we hear a, we hear their name every Sunday called in the NFL because that's the type of talent that they have and they produce. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that that for Conference USA, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to UTSA all day. I would give it to them also. I mean, they were what like eleven and three the whole season. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I look like you was road one and everybody. So I mean, you might as well. I, I give them the repeat. Why not eleven yeah. three? That's convincing to me. It's very convincing to me. Goodness. DSAB, uh, lead us through the Mountain West Conference. Oh, Mountain West. I like this conference because you never know what to expect. And, like, me personally, like, even as a kid watching Boise State, I'm like, oh, my goodness, they have a blue field. But their offense is, like, it's nice the way that they move their pieces around. Let's see. Boise State finished 10-4 and four last season, but so did Fresno State. Oh, I think either one of them could honestly repeat. Because they both finished what like eleven and four. They finished ten and four. Uh, Boise State though did finish undefeated. And they finished eight and zero um, in conference play, and then Fresno State finished seven and one in conference play. So you had a couple um, a game difference, honestly, mm-hmm. how, how they finished. But Boise State were undefeated though in conference mm-hmm. play. Well, if you if you gonna tell me you gonna go undefeated in conference play, let me give it to you again. So. Go Broncos, man. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. All right. I, I like that. I, li- I like Boise State taking um, taking the Mountain West. And again, I, I agree with you. I think uh, Fresno State can be right, I mean, right there on those heels. Um, if you remember last year, though, I don't know how many Boise State games you watch. I watched a few. Um, Boise State, when it came to a few of their games, was very close. And they showed nothing but grit, determination. And when they needed to lock down, they locked down hard to get those to get those victories um so yeah i i i can definitely agree with boise state and i look for boise state honestly to be even bigger of a score this coming year than they were last year um but let's uh let's shift our focus to the last fun uh power conference the pac 12 Mm. Um, and for ladies and gentlemen that you don't know, the Pac-12 consists of USC, Washington, Oregon, Utah, Oregon State, UCLA, Washington State, Arizona, California, Cal or California, the Golden Bears, Arizona State, Stanford, and Deion Sanders, the Colorado Buffaloes. Mm, I think that's the biggest headline. You got Deion Sanders in Colorado. I think that's the biggest like, thing to me right now. What does Colorado do in Deion Sanders' first season? I'm not putting it all on Deion, but it's like it's very exciting to see, all right, what do they do? Deion Sanders' first season. I'm not expecting college football playoff, but, I mean, hey, if they make it there, then they make it there. You feel me? But, honestly, I see USC, USC coming back. I believe Caleb Williams is still there. If he is... He was what, Heisman? You gonna bet against a Heisman? If he's healthy, then I'm gonna give it to him. But I mean, Washington was also at their heels. USC finished 11 and three, and Washington finished at like 11 and two. Mm-hmm. But Oregon and Utah didn't like they didn't play bad. Like Oregon was 10 and three, and Utah was 10 and four. So I think it's it might be very close this year. And if Dion can coach them boys up. I think Pac-12 might be a little race. What do you think, James? Utah also beat USC three times last year. Ooh, three times? Nobody knows about that. If they beat them three times again, give me Utah at the top. Uh, I, I, I like it. Uh, I don't see USC finishing top their division. And I'll tell you why. I don't believe Caleb Williams deserved the Heisman last year. He did not provide the stats that I think he deserved. He also put explicit things on his hands during the Utah game, uh, which I don't believe a Heisman person would ever do so. Um, Not to discredit Caleb Williams, he is a very great and athletic young man. However, a case may be... 
I'm going to give this year to the Pac-12. It's going back to Utah. I think Utah bounces back from last year. Um, they finished 10 and four, but they finished in conference seven and two, which is huge to stay out there in the Pac-12. Uh, Washington is going to have a down year. Oregon is going to have an up year. USC is going to have a down year, uh, and that's how that conference is going to play. Look for it to be Utah, Oregon, USC, Washington as follows. Um, that that's how that division is going to go. It's it's. Pac-12, give me Utah, USC. I'm sorry not to you know be mean or discredit you, but mm-hmm. I I look very firmly at how Utah played last year. They didn't lose many players. Give me the Utah yips. <laughs> yeah, Utah yips. Um, but you know, I've I've thought about this a lot this year. Um, I am super excited for the college football season this year oh yes it's i think it's going to be one of the most exciting years that we're going to have because we're leading into the changes in the college football playoff next year Uh, again that's next year not this year so don't look for the 12 game playoff this year that is next year um and i think it goes crazy that's also where a lot of the conference changes happen next year usc ucla come to the big 10 a couple of those conference changes i think do happen this year and next year as far as other teams leaving other conferences um i i love the college football this year, I love how recruiting's been going. Um, shout out to Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Florida, Florida State, Michigan on their recruiting on how great they've been for the 2024 and 25 classes. Um, it is beautiful. I love it. Um, they're bringing in multiple five-star recruits. They're recruiting very well. Shout out to Brian Hartline on what he's doing at Ohio State as far as recruiting goes. Um, shout out to Kirby Smart and you know continuously rebuilding there in Georgia. You know Nick Saban, you can never count him out like you said before. His recruiting stance and the way he's been doing it, but also what nobody's been paying attention to. Alabama's losing a lot of recruits. Um, they're going other places. They're not. You know Alabama's not getting a lot of those five-star recruits that we see you know going to other places um not to you know again not to downgrade alabama not to downgrade coach saban or what they're doing just i I don't think a lot of people want to play there anymore and i think it also stems to nil money Mm. Um, ohio state has a lot of nil money texas has a lot of nil money uh georgia michigan you know those universities have a lot of nil money i think that's what college kids are looking at um even the college football video game that's coming, mm, uh, a lot big. of a, a lot of the kids uh, want their name and likeness money off of that too. So mm-hmm. it's very interesting to see how that's going to transpire with that video game and how that money works out for these players. Um, uh, you know, they deserve it. They work their tails off. Um, it, I think I think this year is going to be huge. I'd agree. I would say like my biggest thing is like when you hit on like Alabama recruiting. I would say like. Alabama being that top school, most of those recruits are going from possibly Alabama to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Look, look who's winning. Most kids want to, all right, where am I going with that I can win? If I'm a five star, where am I going to go to win? Right now, it's Georgia. Like, like look at Georgia. Past couple years, college football playoff championship winning like half the, most of the time. So I think most people are like, hold on, they winning, going there. We know. I'm not saying Alabama's terrible because they're not. But I'm saying, like, at the moment, I think most recruits are, okay, what teams are winning right now? Like, we, like even as Ohio State fan, we didn't have some people in Ohio commit to Michigan. It's like, oh, no, this is this, your this hometown. What you doing, brother? But, I mean, hey, that's your life. Go ahead and enjoy it because I'm not in your shoes. You are. So, I would say definitely go enjoy that. But, yeah, like, this is where the NIL is. 
Yeah. Who's winning? So yeah, and and these kids also have to go to a school where they're going to get the most playing time. But you also have to work for that playing time. Oh, yes. You can't just go into these schools and anticipate. Oh, I'm going to be an instant starter. This and that. No, there's kids that's been there for a couple years that's been working their tails off to try to get to that spot. Mm-hmm. You can't just come in and day one and oh I'm automatic starter because I'm such and such son or I'm I played here so I deserve the spot. No, you don't. You haven't earned that spot. You have to right. earn your spot on the football team. I agree. Like, most teams have those fifth, six-year seniors, and they still there getting out working. So if you think you're coming as a transfer and think you're about to get starting time, that person, you know, you might not see that starter. They might be back up. They might smack that four- or five-star recruit just because they didn't been in the system for a minute. And that's another thing I think that like, a lot of people don't think about. Like, you go into, like, if you transfer from one team to another, that's a whole new system you've got to learn, a whole new offense, defense. So... Yeah, that's 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 correct. If if when you transfer and you don't learn that system right away or you can't adapt to that system, you're not going to get that playing time. You're you're not going to get the where you want to be on the field type thing. You you got to work. You have to work hard. You have to pay attention to every little thing. If you want to adapt and overcome and change to your next team, you need to do that and you need to earn it. Um, another thing I will say and I want to touch on is. We as college football fans need to stop being so overly critical on these college football players. Mm. A lot of us need to remember these kids are, and I call them kids, um, are 19, 18, 19, 20, 21, 23 at most. Yeah. Um, you know, and we need to stop coming at their necks so hard if their team loses for any reason. If they, you know, if they lose in a big game, oh, well. You know, it's your, it's your team. Right. You know, we live or die by our teams. You know, our team is Ohio State. Yeah. Live or die no matter what happens at Ohio State. However, if we lose a big game, yeah, it's going to hurt in that moment, but... No, we need to stop criticizing these players as far as as far as what happens. I mean, yes, criticize is going to happen. We're going to say they should have did this, they could have did that. But did you play football? Right. Did did you were you in their shoes in that situation? Were you did you you know were you were you there? No. So we need to stop so much hate to these college football players, and we need to show them love consistently the entire time. They're playing for your football team. They're playing for you know your organization. Show them love. Show them support. No matter what happens, you're there and you're supporting them regardless regardless of the situation. Um, I love every single student athlete that's out there that's playing football right now mm-hmm. only because college football is one of the most competitive sports out there. Yes. They constantly, day in and day out, are some of the most competitive athletes. So shout out to all the coaches and all the staff of what they do for these players and you know what the players are doing for the coaches as far as developing, as far as being there every day, day in and day out. Um, so fans, if you could, please, this year I want to see us be more supportive and more loving for our football teams, no matter what, no matter the situation. Um, I, I don't like to hear the, all the negative things that happen after big games. It is very upsetting to me and it's, it's very stressing to these college football players. You know, you, you get out of their DMs, you know, unless you're saying nice things, quit tagging them on things. You know, again, you, you, you don't know where they are mentally after those games you don't know what's happening you know and you call it cause a spark mm-hmm. and you know you might never know it might have been you but it definitely could have been so let's this year be more positive more peaceful more loving you know towards your football team yes i know big games happen losses happen it is what it is at the end of the day yeah i, I would like definitely agree on that because like you see so many of these college football players like after big games like death threats it's like it's a college football game like as a like a Human being, like, we're not death threats? Like, no, what? Because a, a missed throw? Like, I remember watching Ohio State game, Justin Fields missed the pass to Chris Olave. If I'm Justin Fields, I don't think I can throw that ball in the end zone. Like, just me personally, like, I'm not throwing that ball 
30, 40, 50 yards, and it's going to be accurate. No, I'm probably going to get picked off too. So, you know, I can't even get mad at that. But it's like, yeah, like the harshness that we use on these athletes is like insane. It's like, dude, if we put you out there on the field, 40-year-old man, like, is you going to make that same throw? Or are you making that same throw that Justin Fields is making? I no. So I think we should definitely keep that down to a minimum. Like, yeah, you might be upset, but you can't change it. Yeah, I mean, you bet on the game, that's on you. You do anything else for the game, that's on you. Right. These players, they go out, they learn the system, they learn the plays, they play. That That is it. It's football, it's momentum. If you keep the momentum the entire game, you're going to win the football game nine times out of ten. It's it's momentum. Mm-hmm. If for some other reason turnovers happen, you know, it's pitter-patter type game, then yeah, I, 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 see, I see why the loss happens. But at the end of the day, quit overly criticizing these kids they are kids these kids are somebody else's kids right how would you like if somebody was dming your kids death threats or anything like that you you won't want that for your kid i don't want it for my kids i don't want it i don't want it for anybody else's kids mm-hmm. i want nothing but peace and love and you know just straight support to the college football players the college football world um just just keep watching the games showing these kids love and just just generally be a good human being towards towards the kids right and i call them kids myself i am 30 years old i get it but these kids they're they're younger than me and we call them kids because it's college football so that's why we call them kids but they are grown men out there mm-hmm. they, they they are men but we call them kids just because of the name college football so please just 110% show love and show support to all college uh, athletes. d have you got anything else? I really don't have anything else. I'm just very excited for the season to start. You know, usually on Saturdays, I'm 12 o'clock, get my Chipotle. I'm in that TV until like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I'm in there until the primetime game come off. So I'm very excited for the games. It's, it's going to be a crazy college football year. Everybody, please tune in to the college football, college football, college football this year. I'm telling you, you're not going to want to miss it. August 26th, don't miss it oh, at all. That's the start. Get ready. We're counting down. We're two months away from the college football kickoff officially. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming and enjoying another episode of the JD Afternoon Show. Check us out next. What do you want us to talk about? You can catch me on IG if you want to DM me at jclark3030. You can catch me on Twitter at the same handle, jclark3030. DSAV, where can they find you at? Oh, Instagram, underscore dot King Deontay. Twitter, I think it's like Deontay23. But you know, or just DM James and I'll ask us questions. We, we will, whatever you want us to talk about, or we can talk about it. Yeah, if you guys have any questions, DM us at any time. We love to answer questions, and we will bring it on our next podcast. And in our next podcast, we are going to we are going to break down even more the WNBA. So stay tuned. Remember, like I told you before, it's very competitive. Thank you all. You all have a beautiful night. We out. We out.